Montana State Bobcats have their man. They have their head coach is going to lead the program after Jeff Choate. And right now, joining me to break it all down is the sports editor at the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. It is Colton Poole. Colton, it is great to chat with you once again, man. Hope you are doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well, and I know you're doing well of recent days as well, my friend. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm still living on cloud nine, but I'll tell you this much, yeah. man. You mentioned this off air for a second. The fact that it feels like it's been forever ago since we've had this head coaching search when Jeff Choate left and the names that have gone through, it feels like it's been a month and a half already. It feels like a year since we last talked when, when Choate was going to Texas and then Kane Ione going to Boise State. It seems uh, like a long time because, you know, frankly, a lot has happened since then. But, you know, Montana State finally has their guy. Well, let's break that down, Colton, because like you mentioned, it feels like there were a lot of guys that were involved in this. There were a lot of guys that Montana State was talking to. You go back to Lubick with Nebraska. You go back to Wilson for a second with Oregon. I mean, there were a lot of guys being talked about in this job. Brent Vegan was being one of those names as well. Um, What do you think about the amount of names that came up through this search? Well, hey, for starters, you know, last time we talked and we got off the phone, uh, didn't I bring vegan up to you? Yes, you did. We got done talking. Yes, you yeah. did. So, but before all this started, vegan was a name, uh, that was in conversation. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, he was one of the top candidates and, and Montana state got him, but yeah, it's certainly been a, uh, tumultuous process. Uh, it, it appeared that Matt Lubick was one of, if not the first candidate that Montana State had, and and tell you what, he he really fit the profile of a hire that you know athletic director Leon Costello would want. He was coming from a Power Five coordinator position. He had ties to MSU, having his dad coached here, and having history here, obviously, and and great experience and offensive guy too, um, that could maybe, you know, bring some life to this offense here with the Bobcats. But then obviously that didn't work out. He decided to withdraw his candidacy. Then a couple days later, uh, Bruce Feldman from the athletic reported that Tim Drevno was the leading candidate. And, you know, he, another guy with uh, ties to MSU, he had been a position coach for a few years back in the nineties. And then, was Michigan's offensive coordinator and USC position coach and had some great jobs on his resume and, and seemed like, like he could step in. And then that process kind of seemed to fall apart there. And, and then it was on to Oregon's Ken Wilson, who, um, you know, another strong candidate considering, you know, his, his resume and, uh, and has done pretty well with the Oregon linebackers there. But then, you know, he uh, he was offered a pay raise and a promotion to co-defensive coordinator as well as linebackers coach with, with the Ducks. So it's tough to fault him for wanting to stay put there. And then as well, a source told me that Jason McIndoe, a former MS, uh, MSU assistant coach who is now the a position coach at Oklahoma State, he withdrew his candidacy. His son just signed as a preferred walk-on at Oklahoma State, so you can kind of see why he would want to you want to stay, but at the same time, you know, Bobcat fans are wondering what's going on. What's, what's going to happen? You know, is it this guy, that guy, this guy? And there was, you know, a, a wide variety of information out there. All at the same time, there is this 
this looming of uh, a former NFL coach, Jeff Fisher, being interested, but uh, uh, I've heard that MSU was not as interested in bringing him on. And, and then so there's a lot of names being thrown out there, but at, at the end of the day, I think, and as I told you uh, last time we talked and right around when Choate left, that Brent Vegan was uh, in consideration and and obviously he was interested too. He has done well with Wyoming and, and now wants to give it, uh, head coaching a shot. This is his first head coaching job here at Montana State now. And um, it, it's certainly been a crazy process to cover. I'll, I'll say that. Well, Colton, the interesting thing about this is, and it, it kind of worried me because, again, when we first chatted and when you saw the rumors, okay, Jeff Choate's leaving Montana State as a new head coach, yeah, this job is very attractive to a potential head coach. The roster's good. This team has just finished up. You know, when the last time they did play, they were only a couple steps away from being in the national championship game. I mean, this team looks like it's really well. All you got to do is just keep running with it. But we kept seeing as you just all these names you mentioned – like either not want it seems like either not wanted or there I don't know how much was actually how much they they really didn't want the job or whatever but at the same time it was this a bad look because it took a little bit longer and all these names were attributed to this and then ultimately these names just didn't come to Montana State right yeah and you know it, I I don't I also don't fault Montana State for kind of shooting for the stars a little bit cuz you know bringing on a power 5 coordinator or bringing on a long time power 5 coordinator those kind of names you know those are really strong candidates and and probably would do really well at Montana State so at the same time you know you don't fault them for you know all right ranking them these are these are these guys you know 1 2 3 4 let's offer him no offer two no and and uh, I also heard from a source that w- during this process, uh, Montana State had had kind of established a couple tiers of candidates, and I and I think they were getting to the end of that first tier. But I still think that Brent Vegan, considering that he his name had come up even well before Choate had left, uh, and when Choate was in, in the running for the Boise State job. Um, I, I think that you know Vegan was still one of those top guys that MSU wanted, and so at the end of the day, they still get a really good coach with a good resume and brings a lot of experience to the table. Um, but like, like I say, I, I don't fault Montana State for wanting to bring in the best guys that they possibly can. So yeah. Right now, we're with Colton Poole, the sports editor at the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, as we are getting his thoughts on the next head coach for Montana State and the process that it took. We'll talk about Brent Vegan, get Colton's thoughts on that move, and what are the big questions that Brent Vegan's going to have to answer, as well as what he needs to do with this program next here on the Knock on Sports. Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home, learning at home, and banking at home. At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. We're talking Montana State football as the Bobcats have their new head coach, that is Brent Vegan. Right now, we are talking about him with Colton Poole from the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, sports editor there, as he's been covering this story. Colton, let me just start here, because obviously Jeff Choate did something that a lot of Bobcats fans absolutely love, which is stay undefeated against the Grizz. 
took him down four times. And Jeff Choate had some lean years to start out with and took down the Grizz. And I think that kind of helped alleviate some of the pressure of the regular season results by because he beat the Grizz. So how important is it for Brent Vegan? I think and I think it's been very I think it's very important that Brent Vegan beats the Grizz in year one. But how important do you think that is for Brent Vegan in year one to have to try and beat the Grizz and keep this winning streak going? Oh, absolutely crucial. I think uh, it, there's going to be a, a large amount of pressure, and not only for the the winning streak in the Kekras rivalry series, but for all that Choate brought to the table his his fiery passion, his wanting to always improve the program as evidenced by the Bobcat athletic complex, $18 million complex going up near Bobcat stadium, um, bringing this program to heights. It hasn't been in and it's been to in 35 years. Um, did so much good here in just the short four or five years he was here. And, and now whoever it was going to be, it was going to be someone who, is is kind of facing some pressure and will have the feelings for some big shoes. Um, you know, obviously, and Vegan, he's probably going to run things a little bit differently, but at the same time, you look at his resume, you know, and, and, and the thing that people are always going to want to talk about with Vegan is developing the quarterbacks. He recruited and developed Carson Wentz at North Dakota State and then Josh Allen at, at Wyoming. And he also recruited Easton Stick to North Dakota State, now an NFL quarterback with the Los Angeles Chargers. And he, he also developed other NFL talent, even at the FCS level at North Dakota State. Um, but, but something that, that I wrote about a little bit last night is that, you know, Vegan has traditionally run a ground-heavy offense. And in North Dakota State, his last three years, they had two 1,000-yard rushers in each of those three last three seasons. And Wyoming too, you know, has had some, some, yeah, they've leaned on the ground game. And so I, I think that really fits well with the personnel that MSU has and something that the MSU search committee prioritized throughout all of this is maintaining continuity. And that included the coaching staff that included player personnel that, that, that included the trajectory of the program. And so I, I think that vegan really steps in really well because he Ran, run at least offensively runs a somewhat similar style to Choate, but on, that, on top of that, there's the cherry on top of you know Choate never really found successful or at least consistent production from the quarterback position while he was here. You know Troy Anderson obviously was very successful as at the quarterback spot, but that was mostly as a, as a runner, not so much as a passer. And so finding someone who can can bring this program to the next step. That's probably where you look at is is finding someone who can develop a quarterback, bring you a well-rounded offense, and then defensively, hopefully, keep things going there on that end as well. Granted, you know MSU has yet to at least name a defensive coordinator in the in lieu of Kane Ione departing for Boise State, so we'll see what direction they want to take there. But it, it, it I think it really um, it, Vegan was kind of a, a, a hire that made sense for a lot of reasons because in theory he'll be able to translate uh, a lot of what he's done before and bring it to msu 
It's interesting, Colton, because you bring up, obviously he's got to make a decision with the defensive coordinator. Obviously the staff, which has been very good, one guy I think of all time is Robertson uh, with Montana State. What do you think about that? It, it, do we see this roster stay mostly together? I know that did seem like a goal for Leon Costello, but what do you think about that potential with the coaching staff? Yeah, I, like I say, I think that was a priority, and I guess it's remained to be seen. I've heard that they want to make some decisions sometime this week, later this week, or possibly next week. You know, considering they may or I guess they may or may not play a spring game or two uh, that's yet to be seen, but they still have some time to figure some of all of this stuff out. Um, so, so we'll see what happens there. And like I say, you know, they they want to keep that coaching staff intact as much as they can. But, you know, we'll see if Vegan wants to, you know, a coach he's worked with at North Dakota State or a coach he worked at with Oregon or at Wyoming and and see what they can do maybe at a, at a higher level up position. Um, yeah, it, uh, and, then, and then as far as the, the, the roster as well, the only, at least as of last night, the only player from MSU to be in the transfer portal was Greg Filer. And, you know, he... Don't don't get me wrong. Like he he was a really strong player when he was on the field. Granted, he dealt with some injuries last in 2019, um, but to, to to not lose uh, you know a, a bunch of players at all at the same time because Cho was leaving, and and we'll see if any want to leave now that Vegan is in place. Um, you know, I, I think that says a lot too that they that this roster, the players on the roster, and, and granted too, a few players were on the search committee. And so they had a say at least, or at least some input on who would become the next head coach. So, so I think that, that kind of, there, there's some gravity to that as well, that they, they had some say and some input. And um, so as of, as of now, it looks like, you know, things are, are kind of, you know, a vegan comes in and kind of, and they kind of want to keep going in the same direction that they are with the personnel that they have. Right now we are with Colton Poole from the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. Colton, this is my final question for you. Again, uh, this is a situation at Montana State. It's not like Jeff Choate where he to come in, change the culture, um, and, and kind of get this team back into a mode of where they were. So with this, it kind of feels like there is a lot of pressure on Brent Vegan coming in. Obviously, you talked about the quarterback situation. He's had success there. But at the same time, my big worry is is to make sure that nothing else changes. Nothing else can drop off. They've got great offensive and defensive line play. They've had good defenses in the past as well. Um, So is there a lot of pressure, you think, on Brent Vegan right now to obviously win now because of where this team was when the last time they stepped on the field? Yeah, absolutely. I I do, and I think fans fans are going to miss Choate no matter what. I I think you just – for all the reasons that I outlined for all that he brought to the program. I think the instantly their kind of reaction when he went to Texas was we're going to miss you. You know, it's, it's, it's not great that you're leaving, but at the same time, you kind of understand because of the great things he did at MSU. And so now he wants to take his career path to the next level back to power five ranks. And so I think I think no matter what, there's there's going to be pressure, and no matter who the guy is, there's going to be pressure. There's going to want to, there's a desire to be a top five program in the FCS, and right now MSU has all the tools to do that. 
And so, in granted, they bring in a coach who was a very successful coordinator at this level and understands the nuances of playing in the SCS and all, and all the demands that come with it, and also the pressure that comes with being a successful SCS program, and 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 what it takes because Vegan was on staff when NDSU went from Division Two to powerhouse Division One FCS level. And so, so he, he knows what it takes to, to get to that step and, and we'll, we'll see if he's able to at least get MSU to a championship or possibly, you know, upset NDSU in the, in the uh, championship game. That would be crazy storylines anyway, but um, it, it will, will, I guess that's remain that, that remains to be seen, but I, I think bringing vegan in, you know, he knows what it takes. And so, you know, there, there will be pressure, but I think at the end of the day, with all those experiences, he's ready for it. Colton Poole, our featured guest here, joining us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Colton, if people want to follow your work, how can they do that? Yeah, so I tweet most of my stuff at Pool Reporter. Follow me on Twitter. And then also we post all of our content onto our website, bozemdailychronicle.com. Colton, really appreciate the time, really appreciate the insight as well, and looking forward to chatting with you again very, very soon, my friend. Yeah, we'll see you.